Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve All. I want to talk about uh, really what what's on everyone's mind, right? Is, you know, it's tax time and Biden has, you know, God, he's been all over the place talking about taxes. And we all heard throughout the election, well, I'm going to raise taxes, but only if you, you know, make over 400000 So lots of individuals worried about, okay, well, how is this going to work out? Because it seems kind of inevitable that uh, taxes are going to be raised on all fronts. Well, President Biden wants to raise taxes on businesses and high income earners. At least he says that. But economists Diana Furchkoth-Roth tells the Cheddar Financial site that the timing of this is questionable. Listen to this. We need to decide what state the economy is in. We were just told that the economy is in a terrible state and that we need a $1.9 trillion stimulus package. So if it's in a terrible state, we don't want to be raising taxes. That's going to suck investment out of the country. It's going to delay investment because the returns on old investment are going to be much higher than the return on new investment because of the tax. So the last thing we need right now is to be raising taxes to slow the economy. Okay, so lots, uh, you know, talking points that she has there. But of course, Biden insists, again, as I mentioned here, that the tax hike would only apply to a small amount of people, a small segment of people, if you will. But what do you think about this, Steve? Well, you know, as it, as it was said, that, you know, President Biden, that, when he was, you know, candidate Biden, mm-hmm. I will not raise taxes on anybody that makes less than $400,000. Sure. And, you know, and he's now saying it as as president. But when they look at the fact of how does the corporate income tax affect everybody else, mm-hmm. now the spin is coming out. Well, we didn't really mean that you and you know that the corporations would there wouldn't be a like a side effect of corporate taxes being raised Mm -hmm. but in in my opinion they will do that they will try to pass you know congress will try to pass tax legislation that's that does raise taxes heavily on those that make more than four hundred thousand dollars a year my problem of it is is i don't think it's going to be enough you know, the corporate tax rate to 28 mm-hmm. percent right after they did that, they said, oh, we're going to you know, we're going to do that so we can spend another two point three trillion on infrastructure. Sure. So that's not to that's not to get any of that money back. That's just so we can spend more of it in the future on on the corporate side of it. And then on the individual tax side of it, I, I'm a you know, they used to ask Willie Sutton why he robbed banks. You <laughs> well, know, that's why where the money banks? is. Yeah. That's where the money is. Exactly. And I believe that Congress knows the exact same thing of where the money is. The money is in the middle class, not the upper class. You can't tax them enough. Right. You know, so we're going to have to tax those people in the 75000 to $400,000 range also. We can't raise enough taxes just doing it on the mega wealthy. So like I said, I believe that it, it'll probably work for a year or two. And I think after the midterm elections, we're going to look at this and say, this is not going to be enough to keep this country running. And tax rates will increase. Tax deductions might go away. So the idea around it of it is, is if you could pay taxes today at historically low rates versus whatever the will of Congress is going to put in in the future, mm-hmm. and then the IRS gets to come in and collect it, so you're going to be paying the IRS... If you can pick how much you're going to pay the IRS, would you rather do it now at a low rate or in the future at a rate that Congress decides? I'm going to go with now. 
you're going to go with now. Yes. So it's it's for me, it, it's just about that simple. I like, you know, I still remember the Fram oil filter commercial from when I was a kid. <laughs> the guy would stand there and say, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. So I believe that we need to look at taxes in a, you know, in a macro situation. Let's look at the big picture over your entire lifetime, not, okay, what am I going to pay in taxes today? Mm -hmm. Because I will be honest with you. If you make a decision to move towards tax efficiency, you're going to have to pay taxes today. I don't have a magic wand to figure out how to get you out of paying taxes, but I can look at it to sit here and say, let's put a strategy together sure. that says I will pay taxes at a rate I choose versus paying taxes that Congress chooses in the future. I think that's key right there is, you know, taking control of your tax, you know, destiny, if you will. Along with taxes, a lot of people are talking about, okay, what's going on with this market? We've been doing, uh, we've been doing pretty good so far, right? But, you know, we've been hitting new market highs recently. But investment strategist James Paulson tells CNBC that, you know, nothing lasts forever. I definitely think we're going to get a correction. And I think it's just going to be really hard to call whether that's now spooked about yields. I kind of think it might be a little later this year after more people are vaccinated and we're extremely giddish on both Main Street and Wall Street about being able to roam freely and opening up businesses again. You know, Steve, here's the deal. Yeah, they're exactly right. We had a lot of market highs lately and I hate to say it, but it seems kind of like we're getting a little, you know, just blase about the whole constant up and down about the market. So is this dangerous? What do you think is going on with the market right now? Well, I think you've got the markets consolidating right now. Last year, you had a big run up in the technology sector and the people that were, you know, the stay at home model mm -hmm. made all the money last year. Now we're getting a, a little bit of a shift. The technologies slowed down just a little bit, still moving forward, but slowed down a little bit and small caps have started to pick up. So you get different parts of the market. The problem that we've had is the market has been led by one group large cap stocks for the last four to five years. So as that those other groups start to catch up, but the question I usually look at, what do you do to protect the gains? You know, we've had some people that come in. Mike and Kathy came in, a Boeing employee, hasn't worked there for a while. And when we started to look at it, he said, you know, my account's up where, I, you know, where it concerns me because last year when we had a drop, I couldn't believe how much it dropped. So we sat down and we actually got Boeing on the phone and he had some Boeing stock within his portfolio and it was highly appreciated. So I looked at it and I said, uh, do you realize that we could use a thing called net unrealized appreciation mm. to move that corporate stock out of your 401k and put it in an after-tax brokerage account and you would have to pay taxes on the cost basis? He goes, well, I bought most of that stock years ago, and my cost basis isn't that high. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes. He goes, well, what would I have to pay taxes on in the future? I said, then you would pay at capital gains rates instead of ordinary income rates. So he looked at it and said, you mean I can move this much money out of my 401k, pay this small amount of tax, and then when I sell it in the future, I'd pay it at capital gains rates? And I said, yes, 15% under the current rules. He goes, I've never heard of that before. I've talked to a lot of people and nobody has ever talked about this. <laughs> so I'm going to sit here and say, if you have a 401k with highly appreciated stock in it, are getting close to or already have retired, 
please give me a call. Let's talk about how we might be able to move that stock out of your 401k and take a little bit of tax advantage for it. So just a, just a thought process for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, you know, as you talked about the tax advantage, but also, you know, making sure that your risk tolerance is in check with, you know, your financial future, right? If you're, you know, near retirement, you don't want to be so hot to the fire, right? No, we, we, we want to try to back off some of that risk. And a lot of people are moving it towards bonds. And the problem that we have, you know, there's interest rates arrive, rising. What happens to bond values when interest rates rise? They go down. Sure. So what we like to look at is could we possibly use a different asset class to cover that bond exposure that cannot go down due to market volatility? We think mm-hmm. it's a great piece to use. Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. Catch the full show Saturday at 7 a.m. on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Steve All is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The All Financial Group, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and the All Financial Hour podcast are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance license in the state of Missouri. Insurance license number 8039738.